Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. We are back with another match preview. After the 2-0 defeat at the hands of Arsenal, we now turn our attention to the Leeds United away game. I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one, and this week I'm joined by Daryl and Ian. Ian, how are you in your lovely blue away kit? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I was a bit, bit ill last week, um, so I've missed all the all the canny chatter and whatnot. Um, but yeah, good this week. And yes, got the the awake. I think it was the Southampton game I got it at. It's still on sale, so uh, I just went for it and bought it. Very, very nice. Daryl, how are you, mate? You haven't got a kit on, but you've got two lovely shirts in the background, which we always appreciate on this show. Yes, um, still a little bit full of a, a, a block nose and a, and a bit of a cough there, but I think we've worked out it might be something hay fever related, so I'm on the hay fever meds at the minute to try and, and sort it out. Um, it's not really hindering us any other way apart from just making it sound like Barry White sometimes, but never mind. Um, but yeah, absolutely fine. Looking forward to the game. Excellent. Well, like I said, we are going to take a look towards the Leeds United away game, but before we do that, as always on this show, I have to let you know about our sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends and retro kits. If you want more information, their website is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. So then, Saturday, 12.30 kickoff, nice early one for the weekend. Live on BT Sports, we make the trip down to Ellen Road where we will play Leeds United. Daryl, Leeds are currently sitting in 19th, second bottom of the league, uh, on 30 points, with zero wins in the last six and only one draw. Um, they're currently on seven wins, nine draws, 19 defeats, with a minus 25 goal difference. With all that 
into consideration. And given the performance that we had last week, maybe the result wasn't the best, but it was still a semi-decent performance. What are your confidence levels going into this game? It's an interesting one, Scott. Now, naturally, confidence levels should actually be quite high or at least reasonable, um, considering the form that we're in compared to the form that Leeds are in, especially at home. You have to consider that as well because they're, they're leaking goals like nobody's business when it comes to playing hell and road at the minute. But, you know, we have to factor in a few things to go with that. You know, they've just brought in Sam Allardyce, who we all love and hate. Uh, well, I say love, we all hate and love. We love to hate. We love to do hate, yeah. <laughs> Well, we all hate and know them anyway, but yeah, so he's come in and he's had a week to work with the players, so it's going to be a bit of a, a toss-up in the air to see what sort of leads that we, we come up against on, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, like I say, the, the form at home is pretty bad at the minute. They've shipped, like I say, shipping loads of goals, and I think, you know, we're capable, we've seen it already this season, we're capable of getting in there early and causing all sorts of mayhem and maybe he's getting two or three up relatively quickly. Um, it'll be a case of just being how we normally are in away games. I think it'll be a case of slowing the game down, pissing off the home fans. I shouldn't actually, I can't swear, can I? Sorry, Chris. Uh, annoying the home fans um, and, and generally just making a nuisance of ourselves. Yeah, Daryl's mentioned it, Ian. Obviously, they've got the new manager appointment and Sam Allardyce, which I think is the third manager of the season. Um, bit of a shock that they got rid of the previous manager. And I wanted to say Jesse Marsh, but it wasn't even him, was it? It was the, the guy. Javi Gracia. Yeah. But obviously we're kind of going into this with a little bit of unexpectedness. And it's probably quite a hard preview to do, given the fact that they've just changed manager. And yeah, they played Man City last week, but really there wasn't enough time for him to get any form of like style of play that he wants into those players. Um are you expecting big changes from what we've seen from Leeds this season, or do you think it's it's not enough time and really four weeks for anyone is is not enough to turn a football club around? Uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, it's a very strange one. Um, I think, I mean, I can. This is only my sort of opinion for what it's worth, but it looks like they've potentially got him in to, to maybe just shore up the defence, stop leaking goals. Maybe hope to sneak some points and maybe a win. Um, but I can't see, given that he's had, what, a week and a bit in charge, I can't see there being like a dramatic turnaround. Obviously, he had, had the game against City. You can't really use that as a yardstick, um, even if he had three months in charge, because uh, City are just City. So it's, it's a difficult one. Um, a lot of the pundits were saying that they, they, they did really well. Obviously, the scoreline was very close, but Throughout the game, I just I thought, particularly the first half, they got absolutely battered. It was it was literally like a, an attack versus defence training drill. Um, that being I think said, if Erling Haaland had his shooting boots on, it would yeah, have been could, he could have, had about, have scored about fifty goals. Yeah, could have had about three or four in the first half. Um, that being said, I think with it being his first home game. Um, I think they might have a little bit of belief that might spur the crowd up. And Ellen Road's one of those classic grounds. It leads, to be honest, to me, a classic Premier League team. I always refer back to like when I used to collect sticker books and things like that, and they were in it. Yeah. So um, their fans will be right up for it. They'll make it difficult. But I feel it might be a similar atmosphere at Everton. Um, mm. And I think if you can get through first 15, 20 minutes without conceding, even going ahead, I think, I think that shuts them up and as long as you're clever enough not to to give away anything silly uh, it should be on paper an easy three points 
Yeah, obviously we'll, we'll touch on Leeds' style of play, Daryl. Um, obviously this could be completely different if Big Sam's implemented a new uh, philosophy of football, but I, I don't think, I, I think Big Sam hoofball is probably what we'll be expecting. But going off the previous season, uh, the, oh, sorry, the, the previous games this season, um, they like to play wide. Uh, and they do like to attack that left-hand side more than anything. Um, they are, in defence, very aggressive. Um, and they like to play the offside trap. Um, obviously, we've got a fair bit of pace up front. Do you think they're still going to probably want to play that offside trap against us, or do you think they're going to have to be a bit more conservative there just because we've got the players and the players to not only make the runs, but the players to find the passes as well? Um, I think this is where we, we have to consider the, the big Sam effect here and, and, and what he's done this week. And we can, like you say, we can only surmise and guess what he might have done, but I, I reckon he might have gone with a bit more of a, conserv- a conservative approach to how he wants the team to play. Um, you know, if if we go in this thinking that it's still Javi Gracia and that they still want to play the high line and play this offside trap, I think we could quite easily, you know, we do have the talent to break an offside trap and we have that pace up front. So I think Sam will probably set it up where, and we have to go even go back as far as when he was with us back in 2007. Um, I think it'll be a case of Sam will set it up where they sit deep and they defend, and then if they get the opportunity to get forward and break on us, then they will. Um, yeah. I think it could be very much like the first half against Man City um, on, on Saturday gone there, where it could be as long as our intensity matches up to where it should be and the levels are right, then we really will have them penned back and cause them a lot of problems. Um, that Up front, they're pretty blunt, Really, I mean, mm. you've got Paddy Bamford there, but he hasn't scored for a little while, and the other forward players really aren't pu- pulling their weight in terms of getting the goals. I think the one, I think the best one that they have isn't. He may even be a doubt. I'm not sure, but it's Willie Nunt, or he seems to be the one that's been grabbing a load of goals recently. And I think there's, um, is it, um, oh, how do you pronounce it? it's um, Siren Siren Somerville, I think he's he's a bit of a goal threat as oh, yeah. well, but. Again, like I say, in terms of goals that they're scoring, they're not really getting the opportunity. And the other thing I would add into that as well is, which is something that goes against what you would expect from a Sam Allardyce team, is the physicality. Um, You've mentioned it there with the defence being quite physical. And I can say that in the defence because of the kind of players that they've got in there. But as soon as you move up the pitch and you look at the midfield and then you look at the front line, there's not really like any burly lads in there that would fit the Sam Allardyce mould who can get hold of the ball and keep the hold of it and use their strength to hold other people off. So it'll be really interesting to see how we approach this. Yeah, it will be. Um, they've got a few injuries, Ian. Um, Liam Cooper, uh, who I think is a, a recent injury, uh, as well as uh, is it Sinistera, uh, who's out, who's, I think, either their second top or one of their top goal mm. scorers, but yeah, Sinistera, not with many... Yeah. Not with many goals. I think it's only five he's got. Uh, obviously, Stuart Dallas, I think, has been off for quite a while. Um, and Tyler Adams as well. Um, obviously, there's there's not many names on that list that you would think would be regular starters. Maybe Sinistera uh, because of the goals. But like Dallas, maybe it's last season, maybe it's the season before, but I don't think he's been featuring much this season. Um, so they, they, you could say, in a way, they're probably going into this with a, you know, a fairly strong squad you know, for Leeds United. Um, are there any players that Leeds have that you've seen this season that you think, OK, they could cause her a bit of trouble? If I'm honest, I have, and again, this is no disrespect to Leeds, but this is just because of the position that they're in and, and we don't really have to pay attention to that given where we are. 
Um, if it had been sort of this time 18 months ago, I would have been able to list off he's a threat, he's a threat, because I would have been paying attention. Um, but as, I, as I've said previously, it's the benefits of, of not having to, uh, to be in a relegation battle. But I think the one player that stands out when I, when I do watch him is Jack Harrison. Um, you didn't just say he was injured, did you? No, that's fine. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's... I think he's probably the the one with sort of real quality. Um, I'm sure he play, possibly plays on the left hand side, um, and he's popped up with a few goals. I think we were potentially, oh, there was rumours we were interested in him. Um, yeah, yeah. We but were, we've yeah. we've been interested in, in every man and his dog since the takeover. So I think he he's the one that you would probably need to watch out for. Um, it like. Daryl was saying it's it's going to be hard to see what kind of game plan would be implemented. Famously, Big Sam's a, a, a who's who's the ball long, very similar to Burnley. Um, but I think I think what might spur leads on is the fact that Forrest and um, Everton have just picked up three massive massive points, particularly Everton uh, going to Brighton and, and shipping um, five past them might give them a little bit of sort of confidence and think, well, they've just done that to Brighton. Newcastle are in a similar position. There's nothing saying we could do it. But again, without being disrespectful, you can't really see anyone in that, that Leeds squad that has a lot of quality. Given how, again, although we're not keeping clean sheets, we're still quite defensively sound. Um, so you, you would expect, like I say, to, to not really have any problems caused. But Jack Harrison probably is is the one to look out for, for me. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one because we are going into this uh, a little bit unknown. Like mentioned, you know, we don't know how they're going to line up. We don't know, you know, what Big Sam's going to implement. But again, I, I don't think there's been enough time. I think you'll probably see that next week, or if they, I think they might have a midweek game, so it'll be you know the next couple of games where they try and scrape those those points that they need. Um, Daryl will turn our attentions to Newcastle now. Um, obviously, we'll talk about injuries first. I think Sean Longstaff's probably the only one who's still a bit of a doubt. I think uh, our, you know, Mr Hope put uh, put a tweet out late last night. I only saw it this morning when I woke up that mm-hmm. um, that Longstaff's scan showing no real damage, but he won't be ready for Saturday. So um, that's good news and bad news. Uh, obviously, we, we, we did appear to miss him against Arsenal. Um, but this is a different different game, a different team. Do you think we're going to be okay in the centre midfield without Sean Longstaff? Um, I think it's shown just how much... It's one of these weird things, you know, because we have missed him, and it's sort of one of these things where when he's not in the team, he suddenly becomes a better player. Um, yeah. And I do worry when he's not in there myself. Um, there seems to be... You know, Eddie pointed it out on, in, in reaction to Sunday's game that there was a little bit of a lack of balance in the, in the midfield. And I think, depending on who he's got available to him, um, I don't know if he would risk starting Elliot Anderson in there and mm. and putting um, Joe Willock back out on the left with the hybrid thing that he has with Joe Linton there. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be one of the things. I even wonder if you may even see a system change. Um, and he may sit Bruno and Joe Linton together deep in midfield and then play a three behind a single striker. We just don't know. Um, but, fortunately, everybody else is raring to go. Yeah, it seems that way. Ian, obviously, we saw um, Alan St. Maximum come off the bench against Arsenal. Anthony Gordon coming off the bench as well. Both looked really lively. Both seemed to 
change our game a little bit and, and offer a little bit more than what we were. I'm not saying we were playing badly, but what we were offering against Arsenal. Um, would you make any changes to the, the front three? Would you start Wilson and Isak together? That seems to be the hot topic of of kind of <clears throat> this last couple of months, really. Um, what would you do? It's a difficult one. I think again, I don't think you can use Arsenal as a as a good um, sort of barometer. There's another yeah. measuring device um, as well as the yardstick, um, a good barometer to to see how they link up. Obviously, when they've sort of once started, once come off the bench, they've linked up very, very well. Potentially against tired legs, Arsenal was a very difficult game to to judge how well they do from a sort of starting together. I think. <laughs> I think he's probably going to make a change and I think it'll be one or the other that starts. I don't think he'll play them both together. Um, and like you said, we've got we've got Miggy who come off the bench. Elliot Anderson yeah. as well. I thought he, he did quite he well did when he came well. off the bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then St. Maximum obviously coming back in and Gordon. For me, I, I think you, he'll possibly start Gordon on the left and maybe Isaac up front. Although... There's there's an argument to to putting Saints straight back in. It, it's we do have the options, which is is nice, but also at the same time will cause a headache. And say it every match preview. I'm glad I'm not Eddie Howe, but yeah, um, I was for, waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was every time. For me, I'd probably yeah, I probably would go one or the other with with Wilson and Isaac. Um, that being said, Eddie Howe might look at it well. It's a much better game to, to try and judge that. But I think he's even said himself that in the right moment, that's when he'll use them both together. Um, and against Leeds, you're expecting it to probably win. I don't think you'd start them together. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you mentioned about Gordon and you think he'd possibly start, Daryl. Is, is this one of those games where, you know, no disrespect to Leeds, but this is probably a perfect game for Anthony Gordon to come into and, and make a mark on a game where he hasn't necessarily done that when starting in previous fixtures? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you, you want to get some minutes into his legs and, and get him in against a team where he should find some sort of joy playing against Leeds. Um, you know, he's got that pace and that skill to, to beat a man. Um, certainly in terms of Leeds' defence as well, he should be able to get past their full-backs. Um, I agree with Ian. I think it'll be one of... Isaac and Wilson, I don't think he'll play them both. Um, I think, I don't know if he was bound to, like, I don't know if he was pressured into playing them simply because of the personnel that was available to him against Arsenal, but he's always been adamant from the start that it's when the circumstances allow, he will happily play the, the pair of them together. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, it wasn't necessary. I think the circumstances sort of forced his hand to play them both against Arsenal. Because um, it was always going to be a risk if he'd have brought Alison Maxman straight in from the start and then made the change later on. So it was always going to be that way around. Um, but yeah, I think he'll, he'll probably start maybe... I actually think he might start Wilson and, and bring bring Isaac off the bench later on just simply so that he's got Wilson's physicality to handle the the, the lead centre-halves. Um, and I think it could well be... I think Miggy's still trying to find some rhythm after his injury. Yeah. So I think it'll probably be Murphy on the right. Um, but yeah, I think Gordon on the left. Or see, this is it's it's a tough one because if he plays Gordon on the left, he can put Willock in with the three. But it's all about the balance of the team. And if he wants to go with these tried and tested system, that's probably the best way for it to work. But if he wants to then switch the system so he can make the most of Bruno and Joel Linton together in in the middle of the park, then you could see it. Like I said earlier, you could see a three behind 
um, Wilson, and it could be that perhaps a Gordon, a St. Maximin, and a Murphy. Yeah, it's uh, lots of options, which is uh, not a position we've been in that often. This it's season, a nice position nice to, be. to be, and it's probably only going to get worse when it comes to these options. <laughs> when uh, you know, as the seasons go on uh, throughout this this new chapter in Newcastle United, um, we'll come to well before we come to predictions, Daryl. I just want to ask you one more thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Ian mentioned about Leeds potentially sitting deep. And obviously, we've come across teams in the past this season where that's happened, and we found it really hard to break them down. Are you concerned at all that if that happens, we'll struggle? Or do you think we're, we've passed that and we're now scoring? You know, obviously not against Arsenal, but before that, we've pretty much been scoring for fun. Yeah, I mean, it is one of our little weaknesses to, to struggle to break a team down that likes to sit in front of us and not come at us, if you, if for want of a better phrase. Um, It'll be down to us to to be absolutely on my game in terms of the press and winning the ball high up the pitch. And if we can turn over possession in their third, then I think we'll stand every chance of breaking those lines and, and being able to create chances for for whoever's starting up front, be it Wilson, Isaac, or whoever. Um, but you know, we, we saw a little bit of a dip in form Bruno last week against Arsenal, particularly yeah. in the second half. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he's. Really, put, I expect he probably has put the work in on the training pitch this week, but we know he's carrying that injury and we've seen that teams are now targeting that as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do sort of have the intelligence to to break these teams down, but again, it just relies on how we press. Press is important. Yeah, it absolutely is. And let's hope we can uh, press as a team and keep that intensity up for you know, the majority of this game. Uh, like I said before that, we'll now come to our predictions. Uh, Ian, I'll come to you first, mate. Uh, what's your prediction for this week? Um, hmm. I can't say we're keeping a clean sheet, which is annoying because we went through a phase where we kept clean sheets for fun. Um, there's just something not... I don't know whether it's just sort of mental energies is... is starting because we're at the, the tail end of the season is starting to drop and there's little final little details that are allowing teams to get in. Um that being said, I think we'll we'll manage the first 15, 20 minutes uh, as we did against Everton. And I think we'll we'll maybe get a couple of goals. So I'll, and then see them off. So I'm gonna go three one. Nice. Yeah. Uh Daryl? I absolutely agree um, with Ian in what he said there. And I I would add to that, I think that Leeds will, you know, you mentioned it earlier on, Scott, that how much Leeds like to attack down the wings and have a lot of pace in those areas as well. So I do think that they will, they will be able to get a goal against us at some point during the game. But I also think we'll have far too much for them and, and we'll be able to outscore them anyway. And I was going to go with a 3-1 as well. Nice. Well, I was thinking three one, but it seems you you two have taken that. I'll, I'll change my <laughs> hey, prediction just just for the sake of just for the sake of it. No, I, I think I think it might be a bit high scoring. Um, after watching them against Man City, there were so many chances that Man City had. Um, I think they've also just been beaten pretty badly from Liverpool as well. I think it was six one, and then five um, one against Palace as well. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, they are well. shipping goals. So I cannot see us not scoring. Um, but like used to, I can also see them nicking one. Um, I'm going to go for a five-one. I think we're going to, 
I think we're going to react to that Arsenal game and and I think we're going to put in a performance and I think you're going to see the players react um, because, you know, we've got Brighton on Thursday next week. Um, that's a short turnaround. That's a hard game. I think the players are going to want to get this Champions League position done and dusted or as much as we can by then and yeah. what better way than, than going out with a bang against Leeds and, yeah, I'm, I'll stick by it. I'm going to say 5-1. Um Let's even let's even name some scorers. I think I think we'll oh. I think we'll see a hat trick, a hat trick from uh, from Isak. So there you go. That would be lovely. Because yeah, I think Isak will start. I think Isak will start, and I think Wilson will come in off the bench, and then Wilson will start the Brighton game, where maybe mm-hmm. we need a bit more physicality up front with their defenders. But that is for next week's match preview. Um, does anybody want to add anything before we wrap this one up? Just when you you were on about there, that obviously there's a the, the lads will want to get Champions League football. I think. Obviously, we're com- coming off the back of a loss. Um, you've seen what happened after we got beat off Villa. Um, we then turned around. I think the I can't remember what it was, but we went on a, a run of like five straight wins, four or five straight wins after another loss. So yeah. they've definitely in it. They've definitely got it in them to not make a habit of losing. Uh, I mean, we've lost five games all season. Um, so, and given that. There's only four four games left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four four games. I think they'll want to get into a rhythm, just to like you say, to to seal that Champions League spot. Um. So I've got, like I say, I've got very very high hopes for a, for a win. I think potentially going the rest of the, the season unbeaten. Nice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I do realize that we can't seal Champions League position. With a win over Leeds, we do need more points than that. Ah, uh, well, there was, at, at, I was looking. Recording, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just I was looking. Cement, um, get the cement wet a bit. I think even if they get a point, I think the lowest then they can finish is sixth, which guarantees you Europa mm. League. Because um, I think it's we need sixth, arguably seven, but I think the lads were saying as well on the uh, on all the smiling faces on Monday that. The, the goal difference is technically an extra point, which is the yeah. in the group chat what I've been banging on about. Yeah. Um, and bearing in mind, all of this is dependent on Liverpool winning every game. And I still think there's there's a potential they might lose a little bit of momentum. So I think Villa like is a tough game for Liverpool. I, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'll be the one that slips sort of has them slip up. So like I say, and I also one, think if you look at Brighton's run up, Arsenal, us. Man City. Man City. Yeah, that's tough. Like, really tough. Yeah. And I think Brighton as well. Like, Brighton until the end of the season are playing two games a week, which will yeah. Which is yeah. obviously yeah. Um but yeah, I think like I say, given that you've got four games left, I cannot cannot see we're dropping out of the Champions yeah. League spots. The 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 caveat that I would put on that, and I don't necessarily mean it in terms of how we do and in, in, in affecting us as much, but you just have to look at some of the recent games over the, the bank holiday there. There's so many goals going in and there's so many shock mm-hmm. results as well. I mean, I wouldn't have expected Everton to put five past Brighton, you know. And the game at Forest one against Southampton, that's seven goals in that one and Fulham battering Leicester 5-2. It's ridiculous yeah. how many goals are going in at the minute. So I think there's more there's more twists and turns to come, but not necessarily to detriment us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have been so consistent this season in terms of how we manage our games that we simply wouldn't allow that sort of thing to happen unless it was against somebody the likes of a Man City or an Arsenal or even, God forbid, I know it's happened, but 
twice, but Liverpool as well. They're the only three teams that have really caused us any major problem. I will probably put Brentford in that bracket down at their place as well. But, you know, we haven't seen this problem come our way or come to our door a lot this season. And it's affecting a lot of the other teams now. And something I mentioned earlier in the season um, is burnout. And I think a lot of the teams who have players who were in the World Cup are now starting to suffer a little bit of the burnout and they're starting to win. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, you know, this is the last big push for everybody now as you go into your last three or four games of the season, or in Brighton's case, 20-odd or whatever it is they've got (laughs) left to play. Um, But, you know, this is really going to be testing a lot of those players now and they're really, some of them really will be emptying the tank as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun and games, I think, for the for the remainder. It's only a week and a half left, but there's so it's many crazy, games. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, is it a week and a half or is it two weeks? Two, two, weeks. two weeks. About two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we will be here throughout the next two weeks uh, with match previews, with Always Smiling Faces podcasts, with Canny Chatter, with Extra Time, with match reactions and whatever else we're recording. The Smelly Fish Challenge. Smelly Fish Challenge is probably coming in the, in the summer. That's pretty. That's I think the, there's the Battle of the Kits as well that needs to be sorted the after we There's so much the coming So, if you want to see all this and you want to be notified and you want to just get our numbers up when it comes to subscribers, just scroll down from this video and hit the little subscribe button. Uh, we just surpassed 10,000 last week and we're already close to 10,100. So, the push to 11,000 is on, boys. Uh, we are close. While you're down there, hit the thumbs up button. That will get this video into the YouTube feeds of other Newcastle United fans as well as some Leeds United fans as well. And Leeds fans, if you're watching, best of luck for the rest of the season just after this game. Um, always like to say Leeds United in the Premier League and, and I don't want to see us go down. Uh, I'd rather. There's a couple of other teams down there that I'd like to see. Before Southern then. ones. Southern ones. Yeah, Southern ones. I like the closer way. Southern ones and, and some Western ones from Leeds as well. There, there is a Western team from Leeds that I wouldn't mind to see go down. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll not. Trying to, I'm trying, trying to figure it out. <laughs> Blue. I'm, I'm talking about Blue. Everton. I'm talking oh, about Everton. Oh, right. Uh, wait. <laughs> They're kind of West from I, Leeds. I was, I was thinking of like West Yorkshire. I'm like, eh? Just along the M62. Keep, keep going over the, over the pen. I'm usually good at geography as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to uh, know when these new videos go live, you can also hit the little notification bell and that will give you a little pop-up on your device of choice when those videos go live. And if you want to be extra, extra nice and go one step further, we do have a membership program. It's two ninety nine a month. That will get you early access to all of the pre-recorded videos as well as access to the Telegram group. Um, and if you're listening on the audio only and you're on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever podcast service you choose to listen to us on, please give us a five-star rating. And if you want to write a little review, do that as well, because uh, we're really pushing the audio these days and it really helps us. But that is it for this one. We go into this Leeds game, a little bit bruised off the Arsenal game, but I think we can pick ourselves up, dust ourselves down, and we can get ourselves another victory on that road to European Champions League football. Let's see. Let's hope we can do it. We'll find out on Saturday. We will see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.
Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.